This is Cody's Restless Pursuit Podcast, the No Huddle Communication Code. Howdy. This is Cody's Restless Pursuit Podcast with today's No Huddle Communication Code. It was my first visit to the marvelous art treasures of Florence in Italy. I was one of a crowd of tourists, but my attention was caught by the sight of a tall, elegant figure making her way down a narrow, shadowy street. I wondered if she may be going for a dinner appointment or if she had a very important job in the city. My thoughts were disturbed by the noise of a heavy dust cart, and I realized that this beautiful lady, who impressed me with her dignity in the way she looked and the way she walked, was in fact a dustbin lady, a street sweeper, a cleaner. Her care for her appearance revealed a great pride in herself. Her self-esteem and happiness came from within, from her own view of her value. And I knew that Jesus would have noticed and approved of this cleaning lady. He had a way of building up each individual. Amidst the splendors of the Temple of Jerusalem, Jesus looked at the generosity and goodness of one poor widow and gave her his full attention. She had offered to others the very best that she had. Schools are to help young people develop a true awareness and knowledge of themselves and a proper appreciation of their own talents and abilities in whatever field. I did not need to know any of the examination results or university successes of the school of this dustbin lady. One glance at her told me that her parents and her teachers had performed their duties well. From a passage in The Month by Claire Elliott. This excerpt was provided to me by a colleague from our LaSallean district of San Francisco, New Orleans, during a formation program in discerning a future in LaSallean Catholic administration and school leadership. While I'm no longer serving my school and community as a school administrator, I recently read through a reflection I had previously written about this excerpt. Maybe it was the perfect setting, maybe it was the timing, maybe it was divine providence, maybe it was the trifecta, or maybe it was just a coincidence. Whatever the cause, this reading hit me hard the first time I experienced it, and has had my wheels turning since I ran into it again. From a broad and general perspective, I believe it has helped me to understand the transcendental importance of service, and how one's service affects everyone, for better or for worse. The parable of the dustbin lady can be seen from at least two perspectives. First, the dustbin lady herself. While others may view her work as unskilled or below them or even insignificant, she considers the work she does to be important and valuable. She takes great pride in her craft and performing her duties well. She is professionally dressed, even if sweeping the streets. She is gratified in the difference she is making in the lives of others, most of whom she will never ever meet, and most of whom probably don't even respect or appreciate the work she did. Yet, she did her job anyway. And not only did she just do her job, she did it to the absolute best of her abilities and was honored to do so. 
Another perspective to view this example is from those who impacted this woman to be this way. What made her take such pride in her work? Why did she care so much about doing her job and doing it well? The author says, One glance at her told me that her parents and her teachers had performed their duties well. Her parents and her teachers had performed their duties well. Wow. Maybe she learned all this, the importance of work, the value in doing a job and doing it well, the significance of using her gifts and talents to make a difference in the lives of others, and the joy that comes from taking pride in one's efforts and accomplishments from her parents. Wow. The people who brought her into the world, who made the choice to have this individual and wanted to raise her with these values, who tirelessly and effortlessly sacrificed time and money and so much more so that she could learn to perform her duties well, who worked their butts off all day to provide for her and then made sure her studies were in order, that she had solid people in her life, and who were present. But then, again, maybe she learned to perform her duties from someone else. Maybe her parents were drunks, addicts, abusers, criminals, or just plain absent. Obviously, this woman learned this from somewhere. Could it have been from the loving, patient, and tender care she received from her elementary teacher? Could it have been in the book suggested by her middle school teacher? Could it have been the relationship she developed with her middle school basketball coach, who stayed after practice to help her develop her skills and discipline? Could it have been from her high school track coach, who pushed her to the brink, knowing that if he didn't push her, she would cruise and she would sacrifice her great gift? Could it have been her high school guidance counselor, who encouraged her not to settle for complacency, or could it have been her English teacher in high school who dressed professionally, took care of herself, had a solid marriage, and had raised her own kids? The answer is, it could have been all of them. And it could also have been all the other negative influences in her life who woke her up to the person she never wanted to become. Regardless, this woman had learned the value of performing her duties well. As a teacher and coach, I always try and per to perform my duties to the best of my abilities because I'm aware that being a teacher and coach is a very influential position. A good buddy has always said, we may be the only example of Christ, Christianity, the Gospels our students and families ever see. We may be the only Bible they ever read. We also may be the only person who has ever taken the time and energy to show them how to perform their duties well, how to do their job and to do it to the best of their abilities, how to work hard. Our work as teachers and coaches is important and critical just as much now as it ever has been to be that positive influence on the lives of those entrusted to our care. But one of the hardest parts about our jobs as teachers and coaches is that we may never actually see the fruits of our labor. There's a video I love. It's actually a Delta Airlines commercial. But to me, it captures the essence of servant leadership. I've posted the video on the website at codysrestlesspursuit.wordpress.com for you to watch. I think it's worth the six minutes. 
But leadership is a conscious choice because the needs of those entrusted to our care demand it. The needs need to be served. Their needs need to be served. That's what we do as teachers and coaches. That's who we are called to be, a servant. This may be hard to accept. We take pride in our education, our training, our experience. Why should we be servants? Our ego may get in the way of realizing that in order to lead our students, we must first serve them. We must first give them reasons to follow us. We must put their needs before our own. Being a servant leader is difficult. We may not immediately see the tangible effects of our service, the product of our blood, sweat, and tears in serving the needs of our students and athletes. We may never see the fruits of our labor. The video ends with the student, who had been learning from a mentor and teacher, talking to the teacher in hindsight, knowing that the student has learned to perform his duties well because of all the sacrifices and efforts the teacher has poured into him. Here's what he says. You go throughout your day hoping to unlock the potential in someone, hoping that something clicks, and sometimes the day ends wondering if any significant difference has been made, if any ground has been covered, if there is any tangible evidence of your investment, if it was all lost, yielding no return. There will be times when you feel like giving up on those you've led, when you think that all that effort, all the guidance and direction is all for naught. Please don't give up on us. Even though we may not be asking for it, we are desperate for you to lead us. Because we are watching. We are paying attention. We're begging for you to keep going. Keep pushing. Keep pouring into us. We may not appear to be listening, but we are hanging on every word you say, everything you do. You help us realize that leadership is something worth fighting for, worth running after. What we get is rich. It's greater than any monetary reward. It's been said that leadership doesn't happen in a day. It happens daily. And your influence on us will have ripples felt for days to come. Our efforts as teachers and coaches will undoubtedly leave ripples in the lives of those entrusted to our care. Do not take these opportunities to influence for granted knowing that you are changing lives to perform their current and future duties well by teaching them through the way in which you live your life. Students, regardless of your situation, look to the positive influences in your lives. Study them. Talk to them. Ask them questions. Learn to understand why they do what they do and how they do what they do. They want to help. Use them and learn from them to perform your duties well. Take pride in your work. Take satisfaction in learning skills and acquiring knowledge to make yourself a better person, a better leader, and a better American citizen. Ask yourself what you can do to make a difference in the lives of those you encounter in your life because you too are a leader. You too are influencing and you too can teach others to perform their duties well. Hmm. This whole podcast was dedicated to helping myself as a teacher and coach to perform my duties well 
to inspire and impact those entrusted to my care. And I realize that all of this, while important as teachers and coaches, is even more important for us as parents and for us as children. No matter how good or bad a teacher or coach is, parents are always and should be the number one influence in the lives of their kids. It's important for parents to model and live lives that demonstrate to our kids not only how to perform their duties well, but how to be a good human being. How to treat others with respect and dignity. How to be present and loving and supportive. How to be adventurous and exciting and to fight for things worth fighting for. How to love and be loved. How to fail and how to learn from failure. How to work. How to work hard and take pride in one's efforts. How to build up others and how to use your gifts and talents to make a difference in the world. Life is hard. Leadership is difficult. Serving others can be challenging. So what? Do your job. Do your job, whatever it is, and do it to the best of your abilities. Just do your job, and others will follow your lead. May we always strive to serve and to cultivate the dustbin ladies entrusted to our care. Until next time, I want to thank you for joining me in the restless pursuit of doing what is right, doing our best, and showing others we care.